Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free I know every part of me is beautiful And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Welcome back to Outweigh. Today it's just me, Lisa, and I'm joined by an amazing guest, Eleni, who's a registered dietitian. Welcome, Eleni. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so excited and I just keep meeting amazing health professionals on Instagram like you and you happen to be local to where I live, which is on Long Island, so even better. Better. Hopefully we'll meet when things calm down a little bit with For COVID sure. over here. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it's really easy when you're on social media to get sucked down the rabbit hole 
of one way nutritionists perform and think that's what nutrition is. And it's really great to know that obviously, well, maybe not so obviously the trend has become a lot more anti-diet, but once you kind of foray Mm -hmm. into that world by way of Instagram, you keep finding more and more people. So it's, it's such an exciting time. For sure. Definitely. Um, I've been on Instagram like professionally for a few years now, but when I first started this anti-diet movement was not there. And I Mm. found as a dietitian in a larger size body, I was definitely like I had never seen another dietitian on Instagram that wasn't a larger size body. My original name before All Bodies Nutrition was the curvy dietitian. And that's how I started it. And I ended up changing it because I felt like it excluded bodies that were not curvy. So I like on my journey of, you know, wanting to promote diversity of body size, I found that I wanted to use a name that was all encompassing because we are all not meant to have the same type of body. And so in general, definitely this anti-diet trend has been very prevalent for the past year, which is really great to meet other dietitians, not just locally, but like across the country and even across the world who have this message and this outlook and how it's really changing the face of what you would think nutrition should be, quote unquote. So it's super cool. Yeah, I wish we met earlier. Like like you said, I, well, I started using Instagram professionally to speak about, I don't know if I was calling it an anti-diet message, but I mean, it was starting to look a lot like what you hear me say today. Mm-hmm. But I too was, you know, in my sphere, the only person that was saying it, but I was a smaller body. So it's really great to kind of, I think, be in juxtaposition to you who, you know, I think as as quote unquote hard a time as I had mm-hmm. showing up to a platform where all dietitians were not saying what I was saying, mm-hmm. it was probably still more well received than perhaps you because of, you know, the implications of what curvy means or what bigger bodies might mean in terms of health, which we're going to break down. What I love is that you've really been owning your own personal body for a long time. And you said specifically that when you came to Instagram, you didn't see other bodies that looked like yours as registered dietitians showing up. But I'm curious, what about in real life? Did you have any registered dietitians who were model behavior that looked like you, that you looked up to? I would say definitely like just going through dietetics, like the DPD, uh, which are the requirements that we had to take to be able to apply for the uh, dietetic internship. Like there were maybe one or two other girls that were in larger sized bodies. It was definitely different. I mean, I guess thankfully, like at that time, like it wasn't something that bothered me. But throughout the years of like having interns when I used to work in clinical and I did receive interns that were in different size bodies, they expressed to me how like, hey, like, how how did you feel? And I was like, you know, I was never treated differently by professors, but definitely when I was in my internship, certain preceptors that I had had a bias towards me. And uh, it definitely felt not so great. But as I've gotten older, I realized like it just comes down to their their inability to see outside of themselves and like what nutrition is supposed, supposed to quote unquote look like. And, you know, I have to say like um, I went to LIU Post, which is on Long Island for my internship and my master's and everything 
And like, I was never made to feel any different. But you know, there are times where I'm sure I saw a new patient who didn't know what I looked like. And they came in to me and this was before I was a weight inclusive dietitian. And I'm sure they had some sort of bias. But you know, that's why I do what I do to try to spread the message of like, everyone's body is different. And even if we all ate the same exact things and move the same way, we would still look completely differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you're talking about your preceptors, you have the preceptors, if you're unfamiliar, when we go through our training to become a registered dietitian, we do an internship and it's supervised by other registered dietitians. So the dietitians that are above us, so to speak, that are training us are called our preceptors. Mm. And a lot of older generations, as well as current generations, have weight stigma. So the belief that a bigger body means that you are less healthy and therefore your behaviors are less healthy. And there's this idea that, you know, you just make the healthy choices and we'll all look the same. But hopefully we're continuing to break this down in the podcast. But there's something about your personal confidence, I think, that has kind of carried you through probably difficult moments that would have otherwise broken somebody else down in your same exact body. So I think there's something about your personal confidence that, you know, really shines through or your self-worth or something that has maybe not always been tied to your body. Correct. Definitely like for my whole life. And I mean, that's something that maybe will progress talking about like my personal journey, which like mm-hmm. I don't highlight on my feed anymore because I, it's not relevant to other people. Like what body weight my body has gone through or changes my body has gone through has nothing to do with what anyone else's body should or should not do. And that's just, you know, how my body worked. Mm-hmm. But definitely self-worth where I realized like I am a worthy person and I am a competent person regardless of what size I am or what weight I am or whether or not my stomach is flat or not. And as far as like my knowledge goes of nutrition and working with clients, depending on like what their situation is, is totally separate from that. That's awesome. So your work, if it hasn't come through, is really centered around eating disorders in females, specifically in larger bodies. And I love that you're targeting that because we do hear from a lot of our audience that they feel unseen and unheard either on our podcast or in real life because they relate to everything we talk about on this podcast when it comes to overthinking about food all the time, obsessing, you know, using exercise for the wrong reasons, rumination, guilt, dieting, but they look different than me and Amy, my co-host, and some of the guests that we have on also. We try to really have all guests on that I think bring valuable information. We don't, you know, judge based on body size, but ultimately people need to see people that look like them to understand. But Essentially, it boils down to the fact that, yes, what we're saying speaks to them, but they still don't think they deserve to raise their hand and say, I have a problem because they're still occupying a bigger body where their doctors are telling them to lose weight and their family friends are telling them to lose weight. And how could that be an eating disorder? Yeah, for sure. And I realized prior to becoming a dietitian, I did a lot of like volunteer work dealing with eating disorders. It just so happened that uh, the dietitian that I was previously working 
with, she did specialize in working with eating disorders. So I spent many years in an outpatient eating disorder program for adolescents. And a lot of the things that I saw there, I started to see in clients that were coming to me wanting to lose weight because their BMI was a certain size or their weight was a certain size or the doctor said they had to lose weight, whatever the thing may have been. And they were exhibiting the same symptoms as the eating disorder patients that I had worked with. And it kind of made me pause and say like, okay, regardless of your body size, if you come to me with disordered eating habits or an eating disorder, my recommendations are going to basically be the same thing, whether or not you're considered underweight by the BMI scale or overweight or obese. And that's when I really started to make that switch from not promoting intentional weight loss, because what I explain to people is that your body is smart and it knows what to do. But if you have all these years of like trauma surrounded by food, if you've been trying to lose weight your whole entire life and you're constantly on a diet, you're so out of touch with what your body's natural, like hunger and satiety cues are, or what your body's natural affinity for movement is or isn't. And so if you've spent so much time and energy focusing on these things and you're still in a larger size body, you need to heal whatever that may be. And in the end, your your body weight may decline, but it may go up or it may stay the same. We're not really sure, you know, but it's just healing those issues or obstacles, like I like to call them, is really the main focus. So whether it's someone who is diagnosed clinically with an eating disorder or someone who just comes to me who had disordered eating symptoms. And I I think that that's it's just so important for everyone to hear whatever body size you currently occupy or have occupied in the past. You are worthy of coming home to your body first and foremost. And coming home does not mean effort, force, restriction, discipline, willpower. It means love, compassion, care, nourishment, um, support. And it's important to know that if you're listening and you're a bigger body or you let, I think it's important for also smaller, all bodies to really hear this message because we, we all bring the stigma. I bring the stigma, you know, we all bring the stigma that somebody can do more, but what if they've already done the most and we don't know it and they're really hurting. So, I mean, the main takeaway, I really want to be loud and clear on this podcast is that any body, any physical body and any body, any person can have an eating disorder. Correct. A hundred percent. And I think it's important for us to do this work and to continue to do, you know, there's a lot of research that's being done that's really reshaping how things are looked at in a clinical, like hopefully it'll trickle up to a clinical setting um, and how it's viewed there. Because right now I haven't worked in a clinical setting in a few years now, but when I did, there's just a lot of as you know, like weight stigma and bias and people are not getting adequate care. But at the end of the day, like regardless of your body size, you should feel good with what you're eating and you should feel good in the way that you move your body. And forcing yourself to do something is not going to just make a difference. Your, your body is smart. It's always going to end up where it's supposed to end up as long as you're listening to it. Yeah. What are some of the stigmas that exist around eating disorders and bigger bodies, both from the healthcare practitioner, the individual, and just society? As far as the individual who doesn't feel that they're allowed, quote unquote, to have an eating disorder or or have disordered eating because they are in a larger body is really 
dangerous because there are like medical implications of, you know, whatever the habits may be regarding restriction or any uh, like actual eating disorder behaviors. As far as the practitioner goes, and I know when I was working with various physicians in like the local area, Garden City, Manhasset, things like that, they don't look at the individual as a whole. And they just say like, oh, this person is pre-diabetic. So tell them to lose weight. Like that's what they would tell me. And I would say, well, what if someone comes to me and they're pre-diabetic and they're at a quote unquote normal weight? What are my recommendations then? Has nothing to do with your weight. My recommendations, whether you're normal weight or overweight or obese and you're pre-diabetic, it's going to be the same thing. So doing more like health-centered recommendations and not weight centered recommendations will improve patient outcomes. So this is definitely something that practitioners and physicians should be paying attention to. But it's just reframing people's understanding of like what actual health is. And it's not one size. And I mean, I've had hundreds of patients back when I used to work like in a physician's office, and I would just see back to back patients, people with high cholesterol, you know, not taking care of themselves, but their weight was considered normal. So what would someone's recommendation be then? You know, there's no weight recommendations for those patients. There's obviously other recommendations that will actually improve their lab values and things like that. So just refocusing how we look at health and how to actually improve health. And you have a really unique background because you were on the track for pre-med, transitioned to becoming an RD, and you have PCOS where the general recommendation is Mm. to lose weight. That being said, I feel like we could sub that into an entire episode. So we're not going to dive too deep on that just yet, but If you're listening right now and you're super interested on dealing with PCOS or why doctors may say just lose weight and things will improve, join us when Eleni comes back, which is going to be in about two weeks from this episode's air date. So just so you know, that's why I'm not diving a little bit further now, but I really want to dive into that on our second episode where we could get a little bit more nitty gritty into disease states, managing them with weight and outcomes related to do so. So so I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding. Now, Cozy Earth is travel-friendly and hassle-free, and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, so if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, and it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code OUTWAY at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Why are the symptoms of an eating disorder more important to really think about rather than just weight or BMI? Well, weight and BMI, both of those things are not actual habits. And the symptoms are the habits that you form. And so what I find is a lot of individuals, whether they're quote unquote considered a normal size body or a larger size body, a lot of times those symptoms are encouraged like restriction, cutting out food groups, motivational Monday, let's restart, let's reset Monday, Mm -hmm. cheat days, all those things, those are disordered habits to have. And all of those disordered habits are geared towards shrinking your body. And so when we talk about shrinking our bodies just scientifically, like I explained to people, your body doesn't just like selectively lose fat. It doesn't just say this person has a lot of fat on their body and we're just going to use that up as energy. It's very taxing on the body to actually burn fat for fuel when you aren't giving it adequate energy and carbohydrates. It actually may be easier for it to use your own muscle muscle mass, which we know is important for so many different things, not just strength and things like that, but your immune system, all these different things. So when you're losing weight and you're forcing your body to shrink itself in a, in a very unhealthy, disordered manner, you're lowering your BMI and you're lowering your weight, but you're also lowering mm. your lean body mass. And then your, your immunity, sort of, like you said, you put that beautifully. Yeah. So I always recommend to people like people are always so concerned with like calories and how much I'm burning and this and that. And the worst thing that you could do is essentially like starving your body from adequate nutrients. 
adequate carbohydrates, adequate protein, etc. And shrink your lean body mass because we know it's hard, especially as we get older to build up that lean body mass. So reframing what people think of in terms of weight loss and what it actually really means. Some of my clients are like, wow, I never even thought about that because all you hear is like, oh, let's get healthy and lean and happy. And no one thinks about what it actually means and what the consequences on the body actually are. You just triggered a memory and it's a little off tangent, but I have, you know, I'm pretty selective in who I follow when it comes to people, what they'll say about food and bodies. Like I have, you know, I don't want a a feed that doesn't reflect, not that I'm not open to hearing other people's thoughts, but it can be even, I wouldn't say triggering for me, but it's kind of just like, oh, I can't, I can't see this, you know? But recently I, I follow a trainer that I worked with one time in DC. The only time I ever saw a trainer was literally one time. And then I was like, no, but he was a good trainer when it came to movement, functional movement. You know, we didn't talk about anything nutrition wise and I never really heard him speak about anything nutrition wise. And he did a post recently about, you know, should you intermittent fast or not? And I thought he was going in the direction that was going to be great. And it pivoted into, it's all about the calories. Calories in versus calories out. And I was really shocked because it really shows how insidious social media can be when it comes to following health professionals because it was so posed like I was going to really like cheer him on and be proud of what he was putting out. And yet it boiled down to just old science and treating every body like we're the same. Like if you and I just ate the same amount, first of all, we shouldn't eat the same amount. Not that I deserve less or more than you or you more than me, but who knows, right? Like mm-hmm. who knows what's going on in my body and what's going on in your body that it, that we're just a simple math equation. And I found it so dangerous and scary that this is, you know, obviously rampant. It's, I don't see it as much because of where my head is at, but it's still rampant. But imagine someone who isn't you with your education and your outlook. It preys on these individuals. And we could talk about how many different celebrities push these, you know, unrealistic or even just trainers that maybe you like how they train and you like the recommendations training wise that they make, but then they are still rooted in diet culture and you know, to send out that message to so many people just further makes it more difficult for voices like ours to like reach as many people as possible. Well, they just don't know, right? Like they like don't know. He doesn't know that he's saturated in diet culture or that he's perhaps suffering. Like I even mean yes. it like, compa- like I had to unfollow because it just, I, I just couldn't. And I have a really high tolerance. I really don't just unfollow somebody when I disagree with them. I don't believe in that personally, but it just really upset me that Mm -hmm. this is still, you know, going on. And I know you don't really talk, like you said, like you don't tell your personal story so much, but I did go back on your feed a little bit. And I think it's actually really helpful when you do tell parts of your personal story. Mm -hmm. And you told one story about how you were lifting at the gym and you faced some sort of stigma in doing so. Do you remember this? 
which one was it that someone was like approaching me in regard I think so yeah. yes oh yeah for sure I mean that has definitely happened like the fat phobia environment of a gym so what happened exactly if you're comfortable talking about it yeah so essentially I was I had been trained by my sister who is also a dietitian and a personal trainer but she had trained me for like maybe a few years prior to me just working out on my own. So not that I'm a personal trainer by any means, but I have an idea about, you know, good form and I had a plan and all these sorts of things. I was at my gym and it had happened a few times, but that one specific time that you're referring to was this trainer. This was obviously pre-COVID. This trainer had come up to me and he didn't have a great bedside manner, even though he isn't a physician, but like, you know, just the way he came up to me, it was just very abrupt in the middle of my set and was like, oh, you're working out one part of your body, but I believe I was working Mm. out another, which was bizarre in itself. And he basically was like targeting me because I was in a larger size body. And I And I didn't want to come to that conclusion and make that judgment, but I watched him throughout my hour there, however long it was, he did not go up to anyone else. And there were a bunch of other people there. So in gyms, they're like meant to target, they're literally told to target people who they think could become clients for, you know, weight loss. Mm. And I went to the manager and the manager wasn't there, but there was someone behind the desk and I kind of got into like a little bit of a fight with her. And I was like, listen, like this has happened before. I've never said anything before, but I just want to let you know, like, like, this is what I experienced. It made me really uncomfortable and like, I'm fine and I'm happy here and I not like doubting what I'm doing. Like if I went up to them and said like, hey, can you show me how to do this? Or hey, would you like me to show you that? Like it wasn't, the conversation wasn't like that at all. And the woman was not very helpful. And she was like, oh, well, that happened to me one time. And then I started training every day. And I was like, it was just such a bad experience. And I mean, thinking of other women in particular who are in larger size bodies working out in the weightlifting area, it's not very common. And so it just further perpetuates like everyone deserves to work out however they want without getting bias from other people. Like there are people who work out there who have terrible form, look like they're going to hurt their backs and all Mm. these other things. You can go suggest things to them too. You don't just have to walk up to someone and say, oh, let me train you like two things to that. I think number (laughs) one is, is that you felt targeted that the trainer came up to you. And if I'm understanding you correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but assumed that because you were at the gym and because you were training pretty hard with weights and all of that, that your goal must be to lose weight. So he or she inserted themselves and said, let me help you fix your form, do this. You looked around and he wasn't going up to anyone else who was in particular, you know, bad form and you weren't there to lose weight you were there why were you there this dude didn't even ask me to correct my form which it didn't need correcting because I was very I'm very careful with what I do not saying it's perfect but like yeah I hear you but if he had made some sort of suggestion then I would have said okay whatever and even if he didn't go up to anyone else then I would have taken it a little bit better but it was very obvious and it wasn't super busy. So it just was like, he walked around, he saw me and just like came right up to me. And it 
it, it was very targeted and um, it's unfortunate. Like I said, it's for me, I'm fine. Like I really don't care. But for other women, I don't see a lot of larger sized women at the gym that I go to. I mean, it's a diverse gym. There's a lot of different people who go there old, young, different ethnicities and everything like that. But it's very rare for me to see a larger sized woman. And for me, who someone who has not had such a good experience in my life with exercise, when I found Mm. weightlifting and I fell in love with it, like it's my favorite thing to do. Like it's Mm. the best part. Well, it was the best part of my day pre-COVID, but you know, it deters people from going. And so I could only imagine how someone else who already feels maybe self-conscious or like awkward in a place with like all men as is to be made to feel out of place. And 100% agree that your experience is what you felt. And I'll also share that it's been a long time since I've been in a gym too. And I'm like very, my energy is very like, I'm, I try to give off good energy. But when trainers used to approach me, I find it really soliciting. Like mm. I wouldn't say be anything related to my body, but it's like, I already pay a freaking expensive gym membership. I don't need to be solicited into personal training like you. I have my background in exercise physiology. I know how to work my form. I know what you're doing, you know, step off, but it really is. It's like, this is my time to be in my body. If I want a personal trainer, I'm going to ask for a personal trainer. I mean, maybe other people do like when a trainer comes and helps them, but I feel like a good rule of thumb, like you said, like if anyone's self-conscious, they might not want extra eyes on them, especially from a professional, you know, and as they're trying to figure out what feels good in their bodies. Mm -hmm. And also asking permission if Mm. you would like to have a conversation. I mean, when a client comes to you, they're coming to you, you already have that conversation. It would be the same as me going into someone's DMs and just saying, hey, I could (laughs) do this. Like, you know how not cool that is. So definitely approaching the client in a way that's like open-ended and saying like, hey, is there anything you'd like to be working on? You know, but definitely that experience was. And even if somebody is very, you know, social media has become a quote unquote vulnerable place for a lot of young women. Even if a woman is saying, I struggle with binge eating or I hate my body or blah, blah, blah. It's not the role of a registered dietitian, I believe, or even a weight inclusive one or somebody that practices health at every size like you and I to say, oh, let me help you. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we will. We want to help you, but it's not our job to knock on your door because there's that permission to, and readiness and willingness and stages of making somebody feel comfortable that already feels singled out whether they have been or not. I think your, your confidence really comes through in everything that you do. And I'm sure it has something to do with the way you grow up. I can just imagine, (laughs) but you also shared another personal post that growing up, you were told to cover your stomach and your butt and wear oversized clothing. Who told you to do that? First of all, Definitely like everyone in my family. Like I am Greek and Italian, but I grew up mostly Greek and the Greek community in general is pretty judgmental. And so my whole entire life, I was basically in a larger size body from second grade, I would say. And so that kind of traveled with me throughout my life. And as I got bigger and larger and, you know, I grew, that's like a whole other story, but definitely like my grandmother 
my mother who suffered with like disordered eating and that kind of translated down on us, my aunt. And they're still to this day, like my aunt um, and other family members, they still talk about things, not towards me, but like about themselves. And obviously like you absorb what other people say around you. So when you're told to like, oh, pull down your shirt, I always viewed my body, whatever size it has been throughout my life as like something that I should be ashamed of. To cover it up. Yeah. And as I have gone through my self-love journey, which I always explain to people like is not linear. Like it wasn't like just one day I woke up and I was like, yes, like I love everything about myself. Like that's not what self-love is. It's just giving your body the grace to know that like it does great things for you and wearing things that make you feel comfortable is important. So if wearing oversized things and things that cover your butt is something that makes you feel good and comfortable, then you should do that. But I realized that I didn't have to do those things if I didn't want to. So I've had clients and I see a lot of girls and women on social media who are in smaller bodies than me that also struggle with that same type of thing. Um, So regardless of like where you are, you know, whatever your body size is, it's a common thing that people experience, but definitely, you know, accepting myself as I am and saying like, this is okay. And this is me is something that took me a really long time to come to terms with. So I wouldn't say like, I'm as like out there and confident as Lizzo, but, um, you know, cause she's amazing. And, and, and I always love the way she is. It's very inspiring for me. Um, and for so many other women, but definitely like going against what I had usually thought was acceptable for me has been something. I love what you said that if you want to wear an oversized shirt and that's your style or what you feel comfortable in today, great. But I think it's really cool how you've it sounds like for you, wearing clothing that fits you yeah. is more of an accurate reflection of who you are. Correct at least right now, yeah. then, you know, what you were told to be. So it's so cool to watch you kind of take your power back and unlearn things that were ingrained within you so deeply. And I think that gives confidence for other women who were in your, you know, in a similar position to you where they were told to, you know, cover up their stomach because it wasn't flat or wear a sarong at the beach or only wear a one piece, especially as we get into summer is if that's what you want to do, do it. But you can also slowly take your power back if you want to by doing things radically different. And again, I think that your confidence is really what like comes through for me, for you. And you come off the same as Lizzo, I'll say. Like, really, I I don't even, I'm not- such a compliment. Well, who knows? You know, I'm, I bet Lizzo has her own major struggles with she this stuff. You know, she's 100%. a performer. She can get on stage and maybe look like she turns it on. And this is a huge assumption. And I don't even want to, you know, speak about it further than that. But who knows what she's going on underneath that? A hundred percent. And I think a big turning point for me was when I woke up and I realized like I couldn't keep trying to shrink myself anymore physically like my body and I couldn't keep going through that cycle of like dieting and restricting and then overeating and going through that whole thing because that's what your body's natural tendency is when you restrict something I woke up one day and I was just like you know what like whatever I am right now is fine and I need to start listening to what my body's saying and slowly but surely that's kind of how I fell into intuitive eating I had read the book when I was in school but I kind of didn't even really remember that and I just slowly started to like 
listened to myself. I had never listened to myself before, but accepting the fact that if I stayed at where I am right now, whatever that may be, that's fine. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And telling myself that every day over time, like helped me kind of get to that place. That's such a powerful affirmation because we're never allowed to just be and you gave it to yourself radically so let's dive even deeper to that in our second episode so we'll wrap up here we're going to put all your information in the show notes below and stay tuned we're going to have eleni back to discuss her own pcos journey more of how she kind of came to find that comfortability in her own body why health practitioners might be limited in their scope although their intentions may or may Mm -hmm. not be good we'll find out (laughs) and learning more about how you became a weight inclusive dietitian and what that really means. Thank you so much for having me. This was a really great conversation to just hear your feedback and hearing like you kind of interpret things. It was definitely very insightful for me. Well, you're wonderful. And we're so happy to have you. you. Thank you. And we'll have you back on here real soon. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.